Alright everybody, welcome to another Pro Report Top 5 Podcast, another very, very cool one. I always like when we get a guest to come on who is part of the band that we are doing a Top 5 about. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen, but in this case, the timing and the stars aligned, and uh, so we have a, a very exciting one. We're going to do a Top 5 Face Warning Songs, and uh, you know, one of the all-time legendary prog metal bands, a band we've covered uh, you know, a lot on the website. Just uh, recently, a couple years ago, released a, a, a really great album, Theories of Flight. So we're happy to do that one today. I'm going to bring on my first guest, uh, a guy you, that you've had on before. I think it's been a while since you've been on here, but it's uh, Kyle Graves, who I think was on our Dream Theater one a while back. Was that the last time, Kyle? That was. It was a while ago. How you doing, Roy? All right, man. Good to have you back. And I knew you were the guy for this one because nobody's a bigger Fate's Warning fan or a uh, fan of this guest. Uh, than you, as far as I've ever known. And uh, so I'm going to bring on the singer for Fate's Warning, Mr. Ray Alder. There are a few. What's up, Kaka? What's up, Ray? Ray, how you doing, man? So, uh, yeah, so these... Ray Ray's pretty common, too. I get that a lot, too. I bet, I bet. Uh, And we should also point out, before we get started on the top five, uh, that uh, Mr. Ray Ray has a brand new solo album that we're going to talk about. So I'm excited about that. How you been, first of all? Yay. And uh, Good, let us man. know about this this album, man, What the Water Wants. comes out October 18th, so just about a, a, about a month or so. Uh, you know, what's up? What's been happening? Mm-hmm. Um, just busy, man, nonstop. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy because you go through some periods where, you know, you, you can only watch so much news, you know, yeah. and drink so much coffee. But, I mean, that was a long time ago, and, um, yeah, I've been working on the album for a little over a year, um, you know, and in between Fates, you know, we did some tours and things, and uh, it, it, it ended up, you know, in the end, it, beca- it became sort of a crunch, because um, it was funny, at, at the time, you know, we are touring in... in, in in America with Queensryche and you know I'm you know I'm like I gotta button this thing up you know and Jim and I were talking like we need to start writing the new Fates Warning album which was amazing to him like let's do it and because originally we we there were no set plans everything was in the air you know we, we were essentially going you know I don't know maybe we will maybe we won't at that point we were uh free agents we didn't even have a label so you know, it was decided we're going to do another Fate's Warning album, you know, and Jim's like, oh, you, what's going on with your solo thing? I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. I'm looking for a label, you know. I'm still looking for a label, and that took a while. I went to a few different companies, and a few got back to me right away, and um, it, then it became, you know, which one do I want to go with, you know, who, who, who do I think would represent the music best and so on and so forth. And anyway, I'm getting off the subject, but the fact that the subject is that it took a long time. Um, and you know, every, all of a sudden in, in in October, November, November, December, January, February, March, all of that was just insane because I'm touring. I found a label finally. Um, you know, I had to 
come back and do my vocals right after the tour. As we were touring, Craig was doing drums in L.A. Uh, Tony was doing his guitars in in Spain, and, and Mike was on tour with me, so he couldn't do his guitars until he got back. So Craig was doing drums to the to the demos you know we hadn't even laid down stra- uh, scratch tracks yet so that's how complicated everything became you know and it just all of a sudden came together like I, and you know if if i'd given jim a time frame we'd given each other a time frame rather and I, if i couldn't meet that time frame then i was just going to put everything to the side and just work on it later on you know but everything worked out finally finally everything worked out and everyone was crazy busy scrambling to get this thing done you know i was home from the tour for i think two days maybe um a little maybe two or three days and i went into the studio and started recording and i still had tour voice so i was a little freaked out you know if it was going to be done and um well well actually now that i remember i did do some vocals when before i left um i think i did six tracks and then i came back and had to go and finish the rest and i was afraid my voice would sound different but it worked out in the end i guess just call it we singers like to call that soul (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it it, it did work out so yeah and then ever since then you know, dealing with that, dealing with the mix, dealing with the artwork, dealing with, you know, and, and I, it's been so long that I've done a solo album. I mean, I did a solo project. Yeah, but that was 20 uh, some odd years ago. And it's, just, again, it's just so much work having to deal with everything yourself. You know, I don't have a manager or anything. So I'm dealing with all these different things and different levels of, you know, producing and, and again, artwork and everything. And um, And then on top of that, we were beginning to write the new Fates Warning album. So my morning was, you know, walk the dog, have some coffee, go to the studio, start writing, and answer emails, and do this and that. And it's pretty much been that way since March, April, May, April and May. So, yeah, I'm sorry if I was yawning earlier, but that's that's (laughs) (laughs) my story. The end result is really good, man. I, I got an advanced copy of it. I've been listening to it just the last few days. I haven't I haven't had enough time to spend with it, but um, my current favorite track is I'm The Road, it. man. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not yet sick of it, and I probably yeah. won't be, but um, just really cool, haunting. Yeah. What I like about it, man, is like obviously you're, you're the voice of Fate's Warning, and you'll never get away from that, um, mm. but you can tell that the songwriting is different. You can tell that it's a different voice. Uh, to the songs sure yeah, very sure, mature sure, sure. very different very diverse from what i've heard and i haven't even listened to it that much but i really yeah, like what i hear thank you that that was the point that was the main point is to, you know do something completely different you know maybe not completely another world i'm not doing you know you know reggaeton or anything <laughs> but it's like something different than than fate's warning you know i don't see the point right. of doing a solo album if you're gonna just do the same exact thing you know like it doesn't make sense to me. So that was, yep. you know. You you also work with a guy from Spain, uh, this metal band Lords of Black, Tony Hernandez, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, and, and, that, and that guy's amazing. He does. He works with a ton of bands as well, a, a bunch of side projects. Um, so what was it like working yeah. with him? How'd you guys get connected on this? It was cool, man. Really, really cool dude. Again, you know, we're friends. We hang out and have beers. This last weekend, we just went to Oktoberfest and. 
<laughs> when I remember, we had a great time. I think. No, it wasn't that bad. We really wasn't that bad. We were either by eleven or something. But no, he was a good guy and a great guitar player. And I actually, it, the funniest thing was I met him. Um, if anyone's ever been to Spain, you know the metro is the big thing here. It's nothing like LA, Kyle. Of course, right, you know you right. have a car, and here everyone takes you know the metro, and it's it's amazing. It really, I, LA really needs to do something man you know i when i was living there i lived off of wilshire and they were just starting up that last subway going from wilshire to i think it goes to santa monica all right or something and they do that was there two or three years yeah they were still yeah. just they they had just gotten <laughs> past like la brea tar pits you know? i was like I think there's just a fear of people getting trapped underground in earthquake country. I think that's always yeah. been the, the fear. What are you gonna do? There's earthquakes, exactly. earthquakes in Spain, which is really weird. They had a big oh, they really? a few years ago. Yeah, like seven or eight years ago or something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, oh. um, um, the funniest thing was I was I don't know where I was going or coming from, but I was coming home on the metro, and as I'm getting off, I'm walking up the the, the escalator. And I get outside, and this guy asks me, is your name Ray? And I said, yeah. And he's like, you sing for Fate's Warning. I said, yeah, sometimes. And he goes, um, <laughs> he's like, dude, you know, big fan, you know, this and that. I, I play for this band, Lords of Black. His name was Javi. Really cool guy. He's not with him anymore, actually. But we just started talking, and uh, I said, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I moved here not long ago. And he's like, yeah, well, let's hang out and have some beers sometimes. I said, sure, why not? You know, you're in a band. I've heard of the band, and I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I'm not just going to hang out with some stranger from the street. <laughs> hey, you want a beer? You know? <laughs> but he was a cool guy. We had a long conversation. And again, I knew his band. And um, I didn't really know many people here. So I said, yeah, of course, let's have some beer. So we went out. And we, you know, had beers and talked and everything. And he told me that um, Tony Hernando, his, his guitar player, was a big fan of Fate's Warning. And he said, he would love to meet you, man, if you're all. I said, yeah, sure, dude. Let's, why not? So we went to a beer festival. Everything's surrounded by beer here. And, um. And we met, and Tony and I hung out and became fast friends. And there was no talk at first about a solo album with him. But, you know, I, some months went on. I told him that my idea, and I would like to. And and he was like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, let's let's get some stuff done. And, you know, that's and the, the story continues with, you know, we started writing, and he was giving me some music. And, and it was different than what I was used to. It was sort of a more European kind of sound, you know, like European metal. And it's not my favorite thing. I'm sorry. I'm not in European bands, but just that style is it's not something I would normally listen to. And so we moved things around and, and it started to sound good and it was going well. And then um, Tony, unfortunately, was having some problems with his singer in his band and uh, I guess a little inner turmoil in his band and he didn't really have as much time to to focus on the music anymore you know he was kind of busy with that so i was just kind of stuck here with with a couple of songs and um mike came along mike mike abdo fates touring guitar player uh, i think we were on tour in america again i'm not sure but he said to me you know i i hear that you're uh, doing a solo album you know I, I would love to contribute if you you know if you want i'm so yeah of course man um so you know he started sending me some music and i loved his sound man his, his songs are really cool and his guitar sound and he's all about effects you know and space and it, to me that just that just gelled with me really really well so unfortunately yeah t tony was only able to do three songs um well we have some more we actually have more songs that didn't make it to the album and um uh, 
That's cool. the same with Mike. There's there's some songs laying around that didn't actually make it to the album. Um, I, time-wise, was one of the big deals, actually. But um, there you go. There's the story and how oh, I met cool. Tony. And uh, yeah, we're still still friends. And, uh, and now you got... Uh, so so after this, I guess you guys are going to continue working on the next Fates Warning album, right? That's the next step? I'm looking at my computer screen right now. Yeah, that's what I do with my awesome. day right now. Jim and I are writing... Um, it's kind of our day job. It's, it's coming out really well, man. I gotta tell <laughs> it's a good you, day, I'm good day job to have. I'm super happy with it. It's it's just, um, you know, there was that that <clears throat> that little fear in the back of our minds. You know, the, you know, theories did really well. It did better than we had expected it would do from from the fans' point of view, from uh, from critics and journalists alike. You know, it did. You know, we were overwhelmed with the response. It was great. And so now it's like, okay, well, it, it's not because of that that we decided that maybe we will or won't do an album. It's just, you know, where are we in our careers? You know, um, uh, how long are we going to keep doing this? Um, can we keep doing this, so to speak? You know, so then once it was decided to do another album, then it was really exciting. Like, let's get, you know, let's just start. Let's get it down. And and the songs are just great, man. I'm, I'm super happy with it. Like, I can't even tell you. It's just, it's really cool. I think the fans are going to dig it. I hope they do. Are you, I do. Are you, are you uh, two songs in or 10 songs in? How far in are you? Or a few. Several. Say that. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, here, the Rolling Stones are in their 70s, man. So you guys got a lot, you got a lot of life left in face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, we'll see. Those guys can do it forever. Is, yeah. there, I think there's a certain point where it just you start to look silly. Not them. <laughs> Because they're the Rolling Stones. You know? <laughs> somehow, but, somehow. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, cool. All right. So, so that sounds great. Again, the new album, What the Water Wants, out October 18th. So everybody check out that. I'm sure there'll be some more singles coming down the way from that one um, as well to check out. Um, all right. So look, um, I know you've had a, a hard time picking songs. Artists always have a hard time picking their own songs. It's like the – yeah, I know it's the most difficult thing to ask anybody. Um but you know, it's uh, as best as you can do. We're gonna ask you to, to name five, and we'll go uh, sort of round robin. So you know what I'm gonna do to, to sort of ease into this? Um, mm. We're gonna go. We're gonna let Kyle go first with his number five, and then we'll go to you, Ray, and then I'll and then I'll go last, and then we'll go back around and do four, three, two, one, and that'll that'll be that. Sound good? All right. Sure. All right. So Kyle, why don't you kick us off with your uh, number five Fate's Warning song? Cool. Well, for me, Fate's Warning is has been one of my favorite bands for 30 plus years. And uh, it's definitely this is very subjective to how I'm feeling today, because tomorrow I would pick five totally different songs in the day after that. So um, it was really hard for me. I'm sure it's hard for Ray because you, you know all the songs in, intimately and you sing them all the time. But mm. for me as a fan, um, I went with Another Perfect Day. Um, what? I oh, love right. cool. Yeah. I love that cool. song because well, first of all, not not to not to start this off too sappy or anything, but it's actually the ringtone when my wife calls me. Oh, um, really? Yeah, but yeah, but but that's the irony is that song is not like a happy love song about you know it being a perfect Ow. day, <laughs> right? Right. So, but you know, yeah, that's, that, that's hilarious. Well, yeah, I guess but it's, I just, it's better than that that Wicked Witch one. <laughs> I forget which movie that was. I'm not talking about your wife, but that was in a movie, and that was the guy's ringtone. It was fucking hilarious. Right. Anyway. No, 
I actually love my wife, so and <laughs> no, she's I, so do I. I love my wife <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you remember about that that period of the band that you know working on that album back in uh, what is it oh four right or something like that? Yep. Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was a tough one. I gotta admit, it was a tough writing situation. I mean, um, in LA, I didn't really have all the equipment they wanted, so I was singing onto a little little. Um, digital recorder thing and uh in my bedroom and um it, it just it wasn't coming together as quickly as i would wanted it to i remember that it was a little tough writing for that and then when it came down to doing the vocals this particular song uh, another perfect day i was at jim's house and we were recording vocals for the final vocals for the album and the, every chorus that i would come up with just did not work it did not work neither one of us were happy with either one of them and this is in the middle of recording i have days i have to be done <laughs> so um the the um, the chorus with the with the sort of the acoustic thing in there all of that that was um added later jim goes well give me give me some time let me figure something out and he came back with that while i was there he recorded re-recorded the parts and everything and um we put it together and that's how that chorus came about, you know. The, it just for me, it, it, I was stumped, and I hate when that happens, you know. But it does happen sometimes. And so that song was a really, really difficult song to write. Um, and once it was finished, and Jim rewrote the chorus, um, then it, then it became one of the best songs of the album. You tell me you love me, and I. I think amongst fans too, I think it's definitely a favorite, you know, not just me, but there's this thing that you do because your vocals definitely stand out on that track. There's, mm. there's this thing that you do, and I don't know if you've always done this or just since Fates, but you take like a one or two syllable word and stretch it out to six syllables and it sounds perfectly natural and normal somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a little trick I, I use called, I don't know any more words. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it works I, for I, you. I, no, sometimes it just makes sense. And so instead of adding more words, just kind of lengthen some notes here and there. I'm not as good at it as some people are. There's, there's some people. I hear some songs sometimes, that, and it seems like the words are so oddly put in there, but they make it work somehow. You know, they, they fit the lyrics in. It's well, weird. I know, I, to I me, know, too I know many words is hard. Yeah, you're not big on, on praise. I know you get a lot of people coming up to you and, you know, fawning all over you, which you're not big on. But for right. sure, that that's a talent of yours, man. I mean, the fact that you can take you. two syllables and stretch it out and make it go, oh, that, that just seems to fit. It works. 
Well, thank but you. But what much. I love I about it. this song is is for sure, man. Um, I, I like I like how your your vocals kind of just float in, you know, kind of gives it like a dreamlike vibe to it. Huh. And then yeah. you know, there's that strummy guitar at the beginning. There's Zonder's drums, which are just you know very subtle. He's got great shading and accents and stuff. And um, yeah, that yeah, weird intro. Sure. The yeah, drum yeah. intro. Jim wrote that. Jim wrote that electronic machine. I think John, J- Mark. I think Mark was going, "What the fuck? I can't. What, how am I supposed to do that?" Like it was a thing. You know what I mean? It's not normally something I don't think a drummer would play. I think. Yeah. It was. I remember that was a conversation, but it ended up on the album. So. So you that's know, really I've, cool. I've always wanted to ask you, you know, somebody from the band about that because <clears throat> when I, when I was, uh, you know, you guys were around. It was the the Parallels, the Pleasant Shade of Grey, all that that kind of era of the band. I had a bunch mm-hmm. of friends at that time. We were all in, you know, garage bands trying to play and and whatever. And uh, all of these drummers that I knew, it was just Mark Zonder was like God to all of them. <laughs> yep. They just yeah, couldn't amazing, get dude. over it. Yeah, I mean, so. The stuff that he was sort of doing at the time, I mean, when he would come up with these fills or these, uh, you know, time signature things, and I mean, it was it like, what are you doing? We weren't, we weren't thinking of that at all, <laughs> or you know, how did it mesh with some of the stuff you guys were doing at the time? No, it was great. I mean, usually, obviously, whenever we write a song, Jim writes a roadmap, you know, um, and there's a drum machine involved, and just so we can keep beats and know where we are. And, <clears throat> and then that is handed over to the drummer. Um, and that's basically, you know, but then Mark would, you know, obviously you you throw in your, your secret hobo spices and he plays what he does, which is be an amazing drummer. And then you come back and you say, well, it's in, in all respect to Mark, it's either too much or it's too little. You know what I mean? So that's when the producing comes in or, you know, ideas start flowing. And um, But his most of those everything pretty I would say all of it is him, you know, it's just his mind, how his mind works, his stuff with the hi-hat and the toms and the rides, it's just, it's very interesting, you know, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I don't see why drummers are into him, I can totally see it, It's he's, he's an amazing drummer. Just I don't think his brain still, works still. like the rest of us, I think, like, I think the first time I met him, just as a fan, I, I remember telling him, like, you come from another planet where two plus two does not equal four. <laughs> You know, like he's just, Seven. yeah, yeah. He's Seven just in his nine. own alien world where I, I think I asked him. I said, "Do you have a doctorate in mathematics?" And he said, "Pretty close to that, something like that." So, <laughs> but yeah, what what yeah. he does is so different. And I think like guy, when I think of like the new breed of of prog metal drummers out there, guys like Ray Hearn from Haken, those guys are doing what he did, you know, twenty thirty years ago, like pushing the envelope of progressive drumming. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. He's just again, just absolutely amazing. He just yeah. always has been. All right. Uh, well, that was great. Great start, uh, Ray. All right. Let's see. We gotta. We gotta get you to pick a song here. So, your number five or one of your five. Uh, one of my five. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um, there's a lot. Oh, all right. All right. Here's one. Let's go to the same album. Wish. One of my top five favorite Fate's Warning songs ever. Perfect. Yeah. Honorable mention on my list. I love that song. It's a beautiful song, absolutely beautiful, and I just—I've always loved that song. Always, always, just—it's just a beautiful song, beautiful story. And I remember we were—we played it live a few tours ago, and I remember singing it, and just really started thinking about the lyrics as I was singing. I got really choked up, like true story, wow. like choked up to where it messed up my voice. <clears throat> but um, 
yeah so there you go it's one of one of one of my favorite songs beautiful song Good. See, that wasn't so hard. You did it. (laughs) Proud of you, man. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, All right, so I always have a tendency to uh, not pick hits when I when I do these things, Um, and uh, I'm gonna sort of do that. I think this this one time um, because I I had to sort of put this on my list, and I'm gonna put it at number five just because. The riff is just always one. The minute anybody says to me, face warning, that riff sort of like a ringtone goes off in my head. And that's a hmm. point, of, point of view. And so of I know course. that's sort of like the commercial hit single song that the band's known for, but it still kicks ass. And the riff, oh, just, like no. I said, it's just always there in my head as like, that's face warning somehow. And by the way, just, you know, one of the band's best albums, in my opinion, as well. Uh, so uh, going back, I mean, curious when you were working on that song, um, that was the MTV time. You know, was there pressure to write a hit? Did you look at this song when the album was done and say, OK, we think that's the hit. We're going to do this. Or were you against doing that at the time? What was going on? No, I mean, that was um interesting story. I don't know if anyone really knows it, but I've told it to a few people before. The, um, the, when we when we began to write Parallels, we were in um, in Toronto. We all went to Canada. I can't remember why we went to fucking Toronto. I really don't know. Um, and it was the first time that we were all going to get together and write and be in a rehearsal studio and write together as a band and um, that was the idea and to go there and just to be away from everything and um, 
so that's what we did. We went to Toronto and we worked for weeks, maybe a month or so. I can't remember the exact time how long we worked. Was but that because of Terry Brown? Out. Wasn't Terry? Terry's Canadian, right? Terry, yeah. I guess that was part of it, I guess, just to be there. But, I mean, we probably could have done it at home. But we wanted to write the album in Toronto. You yeah. know, I think Frank had a few songs already. And maybe Jim had one or two. I can't remember. And... Um, so after a few weeks, it just kind of became clear there was, I guess, too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, and it, it, nothing was really getting done. And so we had a meeting at breakfast and then Jim basically said, you know, I would I'd rather take the reins on this if that's cool with you guys, you know. Um, so basically, he, you know, he, he was um, would write the songs and go studio and do whatever and write the songs that he would give them to us and then we would go to our respective little rooms in the studios and and write our parts and that's how it ended up being so jim wrote all the parallels by himself you know and he, of course and then he gives us the songs we contribute our parts but that's that was the really interesting thing you know because we didn't know what the hell we we're gonna do at that point because nothing was working it seemed and um and jim took the reins and yeah and then and there you go one of the one of the best albums we've ever done, but as far as singles, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we were really thinking about that. I don't know if we really think about that when we do albums, anyway. You know, it's kind of like, oh, this song's pretty cool. And once you look back on it, then you can go, okay, this one stands out maybe a bit more than the other. Maybe this one's a bit more commercial, and maybe you know, so on and so forth. But no, it was never anything negative against it. It was always like, yeah. Yeah, was pretty sometimes good. there's always that label pressure, you know, like we need, we yeah, need, no. especially back we then, that, that was sort of that time. Exactly. You know, it's funny because we always hear the stories of bands and all oh, label bullshit and record companies forcing us. And we'd never, ever once had that problem. Never once. Slagle was always just the coolest guy that could ever be and still is, man. That's what I respect him. Well, one of the reasons I respect him so much is, you know, he lets the artists do what they want. And it's always been the fact of Metal Blade, so you know that's cool. that's that's the story with us. Awesome. Uh, all right, Kyle, let's circle back around. You're number four. Number four. We're Love. just at four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get that coffee. That's I talk right. too much. Yeah. <laughs> Love the the theories of flight record in 2016 and uh, the light and shade of things forever okay. will uh, be cool. a favorite song, man. That thing, it's like. 37 years into your career you come out with a song that's 100 percent every bit as good as anything you've ever done and uh -huh. you know cool. we mentioned the stones earlier it's like nobody's going to see the rolling stones to hear their new new songs you know <laughs> but you guys are still evolving still progressing which is the whole idea with progressive music and um i love everything about that song it's got that pink floydy vibe at the beginning mellow and spacey bobby comes in with some really tasty drums and uh and then three minutes in, three minutes into a 10-minute, you know, epic, it turns into this behemoth and just kicks in, crunchy guitars. <clears throat> Bobby and Joey Ooh. are just going off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love everything about it. Yep.
can I just say like one thing too about Bobby Jarzombek? I mean, if there's yeah. if, if if Mark Zonder isn't going to be in Fate's Warning anymore, I can't think of another drummer on the planet who better fits this band. Sure, no, I loved lucky. him. Yeah, he very was, lucky, I, man. I loved him in Riot. I loved Spastic Inc., Halford. You know, um, Sebastian Bacca. He played with as well. That guy just pounds the crap out of those drums, but he's also got great finesse and style. Yep. So I love yeah, his work I mean, on that song, and and uh, yeah, Light and Shade of Things is definitely a big one for me. Yeah. Awesome, cool. yeah, great, amazing album, really. I was, uh, you know, I was one of the people that had to review, like you were saying, the reviews were overwhelming, and uh, when that album came out, and it's like, yeah, it should something shouldn't be this good this long into a career, <laughs> really. It's it's a tremendous record. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so congrats on that for sure. Um, Thank, you. Thank you very much. All right. Ray, your number. Oh no, wait. Is it your turn already? Yeah, it is. Look, that was quick. Kyle, you <laughs> went fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, you're not yeah. again. Number four. Jeez, I don't know. Um, the Ivygate of Dreams is probably yeah. up there, number four it's around that. Yeah. Just because it was fine something choice. so interesting at the time, and it's it is one song. That's for one song. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's one of my favorite. I think it's it was so interesting. It was the first thing I ever did with the guys, obviously. For me to be involved in something that was, you know, so huge, and I'm just a, a kid coming out of, you know, out of the box, and like, okay, this is my first album, you know, that was a a huge undertaking, and you know, writing all those melodies for that song again as a kid, a frightened kid, yeah, who didn't know what the hell he was doing. Um, I think it turned out pretty well, and I think Jim did a great, great job as monster riffs really right song i wish i could sing it that high still would be great <laughs> i don't i don't really miss it that much but i love doing the song live just because it's so heavy and i'm glad now and then we, we do some pieces of it Yeah, and I like I like the way you've adapted it for your voice now. I think it's I think it's really cool. Adds a lot of power. Oh, but like, so yeah. when you when you joined that band, you said you were a kid in '88. You were what, twenty years old, something like that. '87, actually, it was '87 when I when I first got in. Oh, when you joined, right? '88. So right. yeah, I think I was nineteen or twenty. I can't remember exactly. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Twenty, I guess. Yeah. Well, I that I know was, I you was know, first time ever out of Texas. I never even left the state of Texas before. <laughs> When uh, when No Exit came out, I was I was 17 years old. I've, I've been a fan of you know like Queensrÿche from the Rage album on, and uh, but I remember turning on Headbangers Ball and seeing Silent Cries and going, "Who the heck is this guy?" And uh, went out and bought <laughs> Who's the that record. noodle dancing around with leather pants. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what it looked uh, like with, with some really nice bangs too. He had good bangs back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know that I put two and two together. Like my brother was into Fates from Night on Brocken, and he always tried to get Man. me into into the early stuff, and it just didn't really 
gel with me. I think, I don't know, maybe it sounded a little too much like Maiden, the early stuff. But when I when I saw the Silent Cries video, I don't think I put two and two together and realized that was the same band. I probably thought just thought you guys were a new band. And um, but then by <laughs> yeah. but then I hear the record and I hear Ivory Gate. Yeah, because Fates hadn't released any. Yeah, I mean it's true because Fates never did any videos with with, right. the, with John Arch. Yeah, so I'm sure so, I didn't have an yeah, image of what the guys look like. But then I hear I hear Ivory Gate and I go, 22 minutes, man. Who nobody was doing that at the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were prog rock bands that had long songs, and obviously you had you know Twenty One Twelve from Rush and all that, but no exactly, one had yeah. done something that huge before. And then you know Dream Theater had this. There were rumors about this song called A Change of Seasons, and that finally came out. And then to have like, you guys that go, was way later. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was like ninety five. But I mean, yeah. there were they they had written it and demoed it in various versions in the early nineties. But still, Ivory Gate stands out as you know a landmark moment in, in prog metal for sure. Yeah, I, I I think we did we did some good stuff with that one. I mean, <laughs> how much probably. pressure how much pressure was there for you at the time following you know the Awaken album and uh, you know at that time because the band was really ascending right around that period, and then like you said, you're this young kid coming into the band. Did, were you even aware of of there being any pressure, or was it just kind of on yourself, just trying to be a good singer? From what I can remember, I don't remember the pressure of trying to be better or as good. I think the pressure was more of you know just being surrounded by a bunch of people I didn't know in a in a real studio for the first time and and writing the melodies. You know the the pressure was just to do a good job, you know to 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 get through it. And you know um, again, just, I was just a young kid, and Fates at the time was, was if, believe it or not, was my favorite band. You know, so I I love John's voice. That's you know, it's what got me into them. <clears throat> and so it, it wasn't more pressure to be as good or better. It was more just to do a good job, you know. And 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 also in the studio, I had eight days to track the vocals. And now wow. it takes me about a day per song because you know, and I just because I'm an asshole and I want to take my time, but. <laughs> Back then, it was like, let's get it done. We got to go. We got time. So I'm, you know, there 10, 12 hours. And um, so that was the big pressure, just to get yeah. it done and do a good job in the time frame that was allotted. But yeah. um, that was it. It was really very scary. Cool. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. I'm going to jump. Uh, you know what, Kyle? It's very funny because my number four was going to be Light and Shade of Things. So there you nice. go. Nice. But, nice. So, there you go. But what I'm going to do, just because... Uh, we can flip it a little bit. I'm going to stay with that album because I was on the fence of two songs. So I'm going to, uh, from that album, I'm going to go with Ghosts of Home. To, oh, okay. Great song. Which uh, was also, you know, the, the one of the two epics on, on there, the two long songs. Uh, we call them epics around here. And uh, mm -hmm. But uh, Ghosts of Home, another just super awesome rocker, you know, closes yeah. out the album. Um, Great really song. killer. Yeah.
Awesome uh, Kyle. choice. Thanks, sir. Uh, I thought, yeah, you know what? I didn't. You always surprise me with your choices, Kyle. But I, I that that one shouldn't have surprised me for you. Um, uh, all right, Kyle, you're number three. <clears throat> number three, uh, 1991. We just talked about it. Parallels record. Um, Don't tell hours. me you're going to do this to me again. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> Sorry. And literally, I could have picked any song on that record. That's amazing. <laughs> any song on that record. But, like, this is the, the quintessential Fates Warning oh. song. I mean, it's it's it starts off mellow and quiet. And clearly it's about – did Jim have, a, like, a lot of uh, bad relationships early on? Because a lot of his songs hey, are have, just really – You'd have to ask him. Yeah, you, you would really have to ask him. Well, it but seems I mean, to be. I, there's a thing I, I don't know if a lot of people even know, or maybe they forgot. But the whole parallels thing is basically, basically, and Jim could come back to me later. But I mean, I, it's basically the Jim or the band talking to the audience. You are the audience or the fan on if you notice in the album if you look at the lyrics i and you are always capitalized oh. <clears throat> i don't know that i ever picked up on that that's hmm. pretty cool so so, so it's a relationship look, that's gone bad with me is what you're saying no it's just <laughs> it's saying, all your fault you know, Kyle. That, you know like <laughs> you put it together like the song um don't follow me it's basically mm -hmm. you know you're looking for me to answer so i got nothing for you i'm just a person like you just because i'm on stage doesn't mean that i'm you know i have all the answers is kind of the thing. So if you want to go back, Kyle, Kyle, and look at the lyrics, basically <laughs> all talking about, you know, it's, it's the relationship between the band and, 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 and the audience. I'm going to see that record in a whole new light now, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go back and reread all the lyrics. <clears throat> but yeah, it seems that way. It seems like it's, it's relations stuff. So I, exactly. I, I, I got to check it out again. But yeah, I love, I love the fact that it's like three songs in one. It's like there's that mellow ambient part at the beginning there's the heavy progressive part, and then of course the big beautiful sing along part that we all like to sing along with you at. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then those sections just cool. sort of mingle back and forth, you know, and we end up where we began with, you know, I know it's getting late, but I feel a need to explain. talking about you know we gotta maybe it's time for us to bounce who knows who knows, who knows what we're <laughs> gonna do but it's funny and then it, the interesting story about that song there's we were in the studio and i think the guys had already flown home and i was there with terry and i had like one day to finish everything everything all these harmonies and all this which is why james labrie did harmonies on on um 
Life in Still Water because I ran yeah, out of time. That's right. I was there, I think, until 6 a.m. in the morning, and I just couldn't sing anymore. And then I had to go to the airport, and I left. But, but I was there. I think I was there for a couple of days, maybe. But that that OO part in Eleventh Hour was not, not written yet. <clears throat> and Jim, you know, I'm in the studio with Terry. And Jim's like, "You got to write some something for that part," you know. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do." <laughs> He's like, "Just do some sort of O's, or you know, make do something." I said, "All right." And so that part came up, and that's that's how that became the, that part, which everyone no sings. No kidding, now, which is so awesome. Yeah, that really that is. I, I love doing that song live. Even even we've told, probably done it ten thousand times, and I yep. still love it. Killer song. And uh, yeah, definitely a great moment live for sure. Love it. Um, okay, let's see. Ray, you're back up. Your your next choice. Oh, we're gonna take one of Kyle's. I'm gonna say it, um, probably Light and Shade is probably one of my my third favorite. See, it's hard to really say. It could be my second or first. It's one of the coolest songs I think we've done in a very very long time. I think it's just one of the coolest songs we've ever done. To be honest with yep. you. <clears throat> very interesting. Very a lot of different parts. And. Um, this is just a, it's a beautiful song. It just it really is. Everything about it's great. Yep. It took a while. Yeah, I mean, did we did we talk about sort of how that song came to be and and how much did it evolve when you were you guys were working on it? Jim Jim had it mostly finished um, the demo when he gave it to me and I was working on it. It took me it took me a couple of months because I was working on different song, other songs at the time too. I think at the time I might have had three or four other ones that I was working on, and I would go back and forth so as to not get stuck. And and that one I kept coming back for. And every now and then I would think of something and I would go and record it. And and um and Jim uh Jim emailed me one day. Like, so what's going on? What's going on with this song? It's been a while now. Like, oh, dude, I'm working on it. I promise. I, I promise I'm working on it. He goes, send me what you got. I go, well, hold on. Let me just, let me figure this out. And so I ended up sending him a, uh, a piece. I think it was just like the whole chorus part and then a part of a verse and, and then part of the bridges and things like that. But I don't think I'd written the verse yet. And I sent it to him just, you know, going, I, I, I liked it. And I was like, I hope, you know, he digs it. And, um, and that was probably, you know, I don't know how many versions I had gone through t- before I sent him something, probably 60 different versions of my own. <clears throat> and I sent it to him and he wrote me back. He's like, dude, yeah, all right, yeah, genius. I like it. I really, really like it. What about the verse? Fuck, no! <laughs> I'm working on that too, man. Don't worry about it. But that was, a, it was cool. And then that was, that, that. It all came to be, and then that was another thing at the end in the studio. Normally, I'm making it look like I go into the studio unprepared, and that's not always the case, <laughs> but it sometimes is. When something changes in the middle, you know, we start deciding to do something else. And so the ending of that song was different in the studio. And and once we finally did the ending, it was just we weren't happy with it. Like, it just sounds funny like the very big build in the end kyle you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we were just like you know and jim's like let me let me let me let me look at it and uh him in his home studio he moved stuff around and he's like well, you know sent it back to me and joey who were recording vocals there in, in la and, and he's like what do you think of this uh, of, of this um arrangement and i was like dude that's genius so then we tracked that and that's how the ending of that song came down to be. And that was, again, one of those things last minute. And I think it made the ending just perfect. Perfect. Way better than what it was. Yeah. So I love the um, the reissues because you guys re- released some of the demos that you've done. And uh, 
and, you know, it's always cool as a fan to hear because you, you get so ingrained with hearing the, the studio version to hear how it kind of came up. You think we'll ever hear the, the demo of that one? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's there. Everything's there. I mean, I, I haven't thrown anything away. Everything I record demo-wise, I keep. And Jim does the same thing. I mean, I have all the f- separate f- vocal files, but right. he has the mixes of the demos, so to speak. So well, I was listening pretty... to, I was listening to the demo for one the other day, and um, was that called some something, something <laughs> yeah, everything, just, someone someone everything? That's what it was. Called. I am just throwing out words. Yeah, whenever yeah. I whenever I write melodies, I just kind of sing nonsense, right? Um, just to have syllables and just so the vowels fit, you know, and like because there's a certain part where maybe it's a high note and an E is not possible or O maybe, but you can't come out of a V into an O because it'll just sound funny. So when I'm writing melodies, I I just throw out words and whatever vowels and whatever consonants, whatever fit, that's where I go. And then after, then I go back, and, and and sometimes it kind of makes sense, you know, in a weird way. Maybe it's a subliminal thing, um, and then I can go back, and then I then I write the lyrics, and and that's basically how it works. So, you know, whenever you hear a demo, an original original demo with no lyrics, which is now what we do is I do that, and then I write the lyrics, and then that's how we make the demo. The last mm. three albums have pretty much been that way. So mm. every demo actually has finished lyrics. So there's really not going to be many of those nonsense ones. Um, so Someone Everything was just a, was just nonsense words? That wasn't the actual name of the original? No, no, no. Oh. Just, I think we just call it that because I said that a lot. Something, gotcha. sometimes, something, everything, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah, the song I, um, Circles, was, you used parts of that for Shelter Me from Inside Out. But that song yeah. by itself, Circles, I love that song. It's like that didn't need to be touched or changed. I think that was a really cool uh, lyric. I'm not sure why that never really I, – I, honestly, I cannot remember why that did not make it to an album. I really don't. I think it got split into Shelter Me and one other song from Inside Out. Yeah, Shelter That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's, that's Very cool. Cool. Awesome. Good stories. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with, uh, for my number three, see, I always struggle with this one because I know it's a song, but it's always, but it's also an album, and so this is always a challenge for me of where do I put this thing? It's um, okay, just do it, man. Just do so it. So I'm just doing it. So I'm going Pleasant Shade of Grey, uh, number yeah. three, and um, so it, I, this one took me a while, if, to be honest, to get into because it's so... It, it, it's there's a lot to absorb with it, you know, and you really got to yeah. sit and you can't just put on song number two necessarily. And just that's it. You have to really, yeah. you know, and when you're, what was I at the time? Uh, not young. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, t- trying to figure this out, it's, uh, it took me a little bit, but my friend, I remember my friends at the time were like, no, no, you don't understand. This is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I write. I'll 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 keep giving it a chance. So, um, but look, it's it's it it is genius. It's it's for for its time and what was happening then musically. It was groundbreaking. Nobody was doing that again. The concept album was yeah. sort of gone, you know. Yeah. And um, it was an old school 60s, 70s thing, I guess. To- kind of, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Yep. 
And uh, and and so for <clears throat> for Jim and you guys to come up with that and have it be just one fifty that was all Jim. Piece, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just you know tremendous. Um, and then you know this then once you start to know it, obviously you can pick out bits and pieces that that sort of st- stick with you as as right. songs. You know, yeah. so I might go with part yeah. five. I think is the one that I usually remember and go back to a lot. Actually, kind of five, okay. five, six, and seven, I think, together, mm-hmm. kind of like right there. Um, but yeah, look, it's weird. There's, there's always, uh, to me, it's, it is still an album. I would put it on top albums lists if I was doing that, you know, pr- almost yeah. before I would even it put it on, be a, both, on a song though. list because it is both. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a, it's just a, a, a masterpiece of, of songwriting and just uh, arranging and sort of conceptually and everything. So, um, you know, what else can you say? It's just really awesome. Awesome. I I recently uh, read a review about that album, and uh, this is a quote. I wrote it down. (laughs) It says, it's not exactly a fun record, and don't even try to drink to it. It will only make you feel worse. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) How great is that? Hell yeah. It's an awesome record, and it's Uh like I've been listening to it for 22 years straight. I still don't have a clue what it's about, but uh, Uh it's it's definitely Uh, dark. That's Jim. (laughs) <laughs> it's like everything it's it's melodic it's heavy it's angry it's you know and then yeah. it's, it ends on that hopeful note of uh what's the line uh we'll we'll awake to see another day and with our hope in our hearts embrace the shade of gray beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. it's like it's punched you in the gut for about you know 53 <laughs> minutes and then it gives you a little hug at the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and jim is okay. jim has been sort of against talking about really what the album is right i mean i've I read a review recently because i was doing a little bit of research on this and and there's a the interview mm-hmm. asks him about it and he's like you want to sort of talk about the con what it's about and 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 he's like no That's sort of it. <laughs> yeah Not no really. i mean he's he's kind of the same with me you know it's it's we have this sort of unspoken um I don't know, not a law. I don't know, but it's a kind of a thing where, you know, we just don't talk about what we, what we write about because then it'll get into your head. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, whatever lyrics we write, you're not trying to be so obvious. You know, you, you want to be literal. Um, I think to be a little obscure is, is kind of the point. It's like poetry, you know. Maybe some yep. poetry is literal, but you look at, like, like some Pablo Neruda who, you know, what, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's beautiful, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <clears throat> and, like, so we don't ask each other what the songs are about. There's there's one song that's on, on, on uh, uh, 
darkness or a different light. And I just one day like, you know what? You know, th- that song's about and Jim's like, dude, why'd you tell me? Oh. <laughs> oh, you know? like, I, had, I had this whole thing in my head. You ruined it. And I was like, oh, That's I'm great. sorry. I, I forgot the rule. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of that thing. I mean, lyrics are really personal to you, but I mean, obviously they mean everything to to someone else. You know, yeah. and that why well, take that away from them? I think yeah. I did the same thing to my wife. I did the same thing to my wife. You know, like, you know that song made. She's like, oh, don't tell me. <laughs> I know you know, and it's so you know. Now it's it's funny because journalists never really ask me what is the song about. It's just I never get that question, and I'll never answer either. But mm-hmm. it's just funny that. Yeah. that comes up they've it, learned to stop asking yeah i think that's funny. well i think i think speaking of jim like just his songwriting i think uh you know i don't use the word genius very often it's not a word i mm-hmm. use lightly but w- for sure when you talk about progressive rock songwriters you know in my mind i think of i think of guys like neil morse you know michael ackerfeld stephen wilson john petrucci jim Matthias for sure is is on that list i mean the stuff that he's written consistently for decades has pushed the boundaries of progressive music you know and you got you got guys like yeah no no, i'm just 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 very lucky that's all yeah well you guys that's that's the perfect team i mean we work well together yeah okay uh where are we kyle you're number two Number two. Also, um, could have picked any song on this record, but I love Inside Out. And uh, even before I say what song it is from Inside Out, Ray, what's what's the perception of that record out there amongst the band? That was, eh, it's really not our, our favorite album. It's, it's it's there's some really cool songs on it, but just a really dark period for us. You know, it was yeah. a really weird time. <clears throat> um, not knowing uh, we supposed to do parallels Mach two, right? Well, what's funny is, I mean, as as you've heard me stumble over all my favorite Faith Horning songs, that is definitely a go to album for me. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, for as great as Parallels is, I think I don't know if it's better, but I certainly consider it on par with that. And uh, it was really hard for me to pick one, but but I'm I'm gonna go with Face the Fear. Um, I love the lyrics. You know, my eyes are open, my mind closed tight. I know I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. And then, you know, the counter to that <laughs> is, so I shut you out and hear what I want to hear and hide in my opinions, afraid to face my fear. And then the next verse, not to get all lyrical here, but <laughs> your yeah, arms yeah. open, your heart closed tight. You pretend that you're not here and hide in your secrets, afraid to face your fear. I love it. And I'm seeing this in a whole new light. Yeah. If you're telling me this album is all about the band and the audience. <laughs> Because I thought this is another relationship story between Jim and an ex-girlfriend or something. No.
So that is my that's my number two. Face the fear. Ray, you got yeah. your next choice. Your number two, as it were. My number two. Um, I would have to say uh, probably my number two is Awaken the Guardian. Is um, is Guardian from uh, Awaken the Guardian? Nice. nice. It's it's the song that got me into Fate's Warning. That it's one of the most beautiful, like haunting songs I'd ever heard. With that whole the intro and the, the solo that pops up right away, and it's just it, the lyrics are amazing. I mean, I, I I still don't know what the hell he's talking about, but you know, like. <laughs> You know, machine shoots sparks through eggshell mine. Tears <laughs> streams from a face. And it's just beautiful. And that that line. I remember when I was a kid. It was like you know, I had a dream. I was mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. blew me away. I was like, that's the <laughs> coolest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and but you know, I was living in San Antonio, and the DJ there, um, they call him the Godfather. He would play it on the radio, and I was just—I'll never forget hearing that song for the first time. The first time, not even like I got used to it. Like the first time I heard that song, I was just hooked. I was blown away, and just—they became my favorite band. And then my heart was shattered when I heard that John was no longer the band. You know? Wow! Damn it! So that's probably my number two. That's nice. really cool to hear. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> cool that, yeah, cool that you would pick that. Nice. Um, am I up now? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So my number two, Kyle, you uh, took one away from me again, but I'm going to go with it anyway because I wasn't going to leave this song off my list because I think it's pretty obvious that you have to have 11th hour on your list. And sure. so that's my number two. Um, but we already talked about that. But I, I like the... Um, the, sort of the riff breakdown middle section. That's the part that always hooks me mm-hmm. with that song. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's a great uh, song. It is great song. So I think we covered most of that one. But uh, yeah, all right. So I got two from Parallels. But you know, that's cool. You know what and, I love in that song? I love uh, DiBiase's bass it's play. Not, yeah, I, I love, I love, I love Bones's bass playing in that on that song, man. Oh, that whole record, really. But he's he's a very yeah. underrated bass player. Does he is he doing anything these days, Ray? He plays with um, a local band, a blues band, 
and uh, they're God. What do they call? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. good. Um, I'm. Uh, it's a funny name. I'll try to think of it before this ends. Um, something cats or something. I can't remember. But they play in Connecticut. They play yeah. it all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's I think cool. the guy was an older. Uh, like he had a, a blues thing a long time ago, I think. So he's kind of a well-known name, but mm. I can't remember the name now. But yeah, he still plays. He did a couple of shows with us in the last couple of tours, and Joey was yeah, able, he wasn't able to make it, so he came out and solid job, man, really good job. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Kyle, all right, you're big number one. I'm gonna see where you're going here. Oh number snap! One. Oh snap is right. Fifty-five <laughs> friggin' minutes long, people. <laughs> a pleasant shade of gray. I mean, okay. it, 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 it. I know. I had a feeling that was going to pop up on a couple of our lists, but it was 1997, man. It was. It was all about grunge and alternative music, and these guys decide to release one song, and yeah. uh, it. It kind of, to me, I always consider it like the, um, like Fates' uh, scenes from a memory. You know, even though it predated scenes from a memory, it's like DT, you know, was raging against the record company machine of, you know, falling into infinity and saying the heck with with being commercial and having accessible videos and all that stuff. And you guys did that two years before they did. You know, to well, write this one song, I thought, hmm, like, interesting. <laughs> interesting, yeah. <laughs> and, and parallels predated uh, Images and Words by a year, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I mean, it's, it, it definitely shows. And I feel like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I remember being in the studio. We were, we were, we were, when we were recording Parallels, and Mike sent some of the songs to, to Jim. And Jim, mm-hmm. we were in a hotel room, and Jim goes, dude, <laughs> check this out. They're going to be huge. And he played Pull Me Under. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, yeah. And sure enough, man, they just took off. It was That's great. That's awesome. Good for them, yeah. Anyway, no, it was great that they've taken you out on tour a couple of times. I mean, they definitely, I know you're friends with all those guys, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's very I'm cool. I've talked to them in a long, long, long time. I think they're playing Madrid in January or something. Go check them out. I know they hold you you guys in high regard as far as being, you know, the the, the forebearers of that type of music. So, mm. but yeah, I think that's the reason that record is number one for me and always will be. It's really hard. It's, it's funny, um, Roy, you were saying like the sections uh, five, six, and seven are your favorite. I have a hard time picking a favorite. I, if I think of one, then I think of another part, then I think of the part that that blends right. into. Yeah. And it's like if I don't have the time to listen to the entire record then I usually won't even listen to a piece of it because I just I need to hear the whole thing. It's like, who, it's like reading. Who has the time? Well, I, I make the time, man. You gotta well, honestly, th- you, you know, it is cool that you put the index numbers in there because yeah, honestly, it would have been, it, it, you know, it would have been a challenge. Let me fast forward to minute 47. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. We do have our own names for, for the songs. I mean, we know do what you? to do call we? them. Yeah, yeah. I can't so remember them all, but there's oh, C sharp, okay. there's F sharp, there's the big build. <laughs> um, um, the, not every section has a name, but I, yeah, I yeah. know C sharp, F sharp. Yeah, the big build really make... is the ending, obviously. All right. Yeah. Wouldn't really make much sense to us as fans. So, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear C sharp again. <laughs> C sharp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
back in 1997. That was uh, that was definitely a statement, you know, for for the time. So it's going to be hard to ever beat that if I were making a top five list, which I had to because Roy forced me to. But you know, there's <laughs> yeah. just so many. We so were, many great we songs, were pretty yeah, but, similar, you and I. That, doesn't, yeah, that did not happen the last time around. <laughs> totally. And it's funny because, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think I could have picked different songs from every one of these albums. But, yeah, it's funny you and I landed on the same places. Yeah, yeah after all of those. Uh, okay, yeah. Ray, so uh, what's your number one going to be? I'm going to have to uh, steal Kyle. That was mine. Uh, right. City Gray is, is my favorite. Yeah, it's definitely cool. my. I, and and you you said everything what I was going to say at the time. It was there was nothing like it. Yep. You know. And after Inside Out, after Parallels, the success of Inside Out. I'm, I'm sorry, the success of Parallels, and then Inside Out. Um, again, being a bit confused about Inside Out, which we didn't really we we toured, but it was a little later after that. You know. Right. And then, you know, when it came down to write another album. Jim said, this is what I'm doing. I don't, I don't care what any of you guys think. I don't care what the record company thinks. I don't care about anything. <laughs> but this is what we're going to do. And I thought it was brilliant. That. I'm like, what a great idea to just, you know, you know, not to be selfish, but basically write an album for ourselves. You yeah. know, just what we think this album should be. This is how the music is. This is how it's going to be. I thought it was really ballsy and super brave that, that Jim did that again at the time. It wasn't like you know, we're looking for a, a hit single. We didn't want to have the pressure of trying to write something super catchy or whatever. You know, it was like, just right. let's just let it happen. And that's what he did. And, and uh, to me, that is one of the reasons it's my favorite album. But one of the other reasons, just because it's just the songs are great. You know, it was, it was a it was a long process. Again, nothing's ever easy, but it was uh, it just ended up being a, just a super great album, you know, and um there you go. It's one of my favorites, and and the the alarm clock at the end that that was yes, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. That got everybody. That got everybody the first. <laughs> time, you know, it's uh, kind of funny because Prague, like nowadays, the, the way it's evolved, a band if they did this now, it wouldn't be like it would be cool, but it wouldn't be like groundbreaking. Yes. It's right, sort exactly. of so common now for a 30-minute yep. song or a yeah. or whatever. Okay, yeah. A lot of people are doing it and it's great. I'm not complaining. I'll, the more of those the better. I don't even <laughs> I love it. It's just, yeah, but I, I know what it, to do this in 97 is yeah. just unfathomable to me. Like, and I, then and then to go out and tour with that damn album. Yes. We yes. did two or three or four European tours, two or three or four American tours doing that album from beginning to finish. And then doing an encore, some other songs, and those were some of our most, you know, well-received shows. Like there was yeah. a lot of people. Like, and the fact that people came out to see that was just fascinating to me. That was that was, it. it I think it meant obviously that we did had done the right thing. At least at least in the prog world aspect, you know, yeah. people really appreciated it, and um, that's something that that we've done that i'm just so proud of and that's probably one of the reasons that's just my favorite album from that yeah. we've ever done so far that i've done with fate's warning i could say yeah i traveled i traveled pretty far to see some of those shows because i had i knew you guys wouldn't be playing that album you know in its entirety again so yeah, um, yeah that but was one, great. one of the things i love about you guys just over the course of 37 years is that each record sounds different from the last. Other than, you know, maybe Inside, or Inside Out and Parallels, there's some similarities yeah. <laughs> there. But beyond Damn that... It. <laughs> but, but see, that's in my mind, that's a good thing. Like, I know you say you guys yeah. don't love that record, but I love the, I, I'll love i play those back-to-back anytime. 
But, you know, awesome. Queensryche, Queensryche was that way early on. They said, you know, we're not going to be – we want to be like the Beatles. We want to we play a different style each time and not be locked into one style. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually they kind of went off the rails and just each record kept getting going from bad to worse. Um, you know, I, I was such a huge fan. I mean, I still – I mean, dude, The Warning is one of my favorite albums of all time. Amazing. The Warning Amazing. And, yeah. and, and, and even – Freaking here and now, Frontier, I liked. I really loved that album. Oh yeah, I really. No, did. there were some even some of their latter albums that other people put down. I'm like, those got some good songs on there. But yeah. once they started getting into like American well, Soldier and some of the last, no, it's interesting few. that you guys are bringing that up actually, because I was gonna sort of go there because in that, the bands during that period that I was listening to the most of this style. It was you guys, Queensrÿche, and Dream Theater. That was the, yeah. the, the, the triumvirate, right? That was yeah. it, and. You know, Dream Theater was 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 new, and they were sort of figuring themselves out, and 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 you guys were sort of going into the even more progressive thing, and Queensrÿche, kind of they that's when they went off a cliff a little bit there a little bit, yeah. and, and so it was a weird, weird kind of thing. You really took a split off uh, from each other, um, and so what, you know they were trying to capitalize on the radio success and and mm-hmm. no fault for well, that right it, it, no no because empire was amazing i still love right. them. i yeah. love, love it no i love empire one, one of my favorite yeah. records um promised land was was trying to be progressive but then here in that yeah. frontier was like, like okay Promise, let's try yeah, and recapture you know it's great too yeah i know exactly what you said i but like Promise land. i like where they are too it's fucking oh no the new stuff's killer you got by the way that tour you guys did the tour you guys did recently. The tour you guys did oh, recently together. Oh, that was a together. blast, man. It yeah. was Such incredible. a blast. We had yeah. so much yeah. fun. Those guys, I I have nothing but just respect. And I'm just literally the coolest, coolest guys that we could ever tour with. It was one of the most fun tours we've ever had. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, hands down. And everyone, again, so cool. Everyone's hanging on each who's uh, buses and dressing rooms and days off together. And it was just, it was just awesome. And Todd's a really cool guy. And what a great singer and they just again a cool guy all around just yeah i can't I, I say was, enough good things about it i, I think really, really todd has todd's voice and you know clearly the, all their songwriting together has brought them back to the forefront of being one of my favorite bands again and they they were That's for awesome. a very long time and then they weren't <laughs> and they are again so yeah i'm really yeah. glad i, I wish them right so much success i really 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 do they deserve it they really do absolutely yeah. they've been through a lot that band we need yeah. another tour with you two guys. With, with, okay. With both guys. Do it, man. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Call them we, wanted to, we wanted to do Europe with them, but it just, it just wasn't going to happen. Just, yeah. It was too bad. Man, we'll see. Um, that, yeah. The, no, that really, that was a great show. And I thought you sounded killer. Todd sounded, I mean, he, Queen of the Reich he's doing. I mean, it was just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just tremendous. The kid smokes more than I do. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling him. I'm like, dude. You should cut back on the smoking. Like I'm one to tell someone anything. You know what I mean? Are I'm you still smoking, a... man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come wow. on, come on. Well, Take care. Of maybe, maybe it helps the vocal cords. Who knows? It does. It's called soul. <laughs> you you have soul enough of jet. that. You have enough soul. Come on, man. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, okay. Let me let me go ahead and jump in with with my number one, which is cool because no one picked it. Um, so I'm going to go, yeah, finally, I'm going to go Still Remains ah, from awesome. uh, Disconnected. Okay. So, uh, yeah, okay, look, cool. another long, what is it, 16 minutes, uh, you yeah. know, long yeah. kind of epic prog thing. 
it's sort of our formula. Yeah, for very <laughs> the, the whole metal, you know, instrumental sort of section mm-hmm. is just tremendous. Very cool. And uh, yeah. I call that the smoke break. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a few pages from an old diary, a dusty shelf and unread history. All these words and memories are all of you. like having a chance to you know all right here's the here's the part where i don't have to sing is that you know you go and you sit down and you get to relax or or you know yeah i don't think i ever sit down i don't think i've ever sat down but yeah it's you know no it it literally and not bullshitting and like i get to sit back and watch the band play you know what i mean it's it's really cool especially when they're doing stuff and um you know, pleasant shade, and they're doing all the complicated stuff, and just to watch, right. you know, watch the guys separately playing their parts, and like really concentrating. There's some parts and and on on Absog that are just unbelievable, unbelievably oh, yeah. hard. Right. And you know, you watch them, and they're in full concentration, counting in their heads. And I'm like, thank, thank God, I don't have to sing over that. <laughs> <laughs> the one so thing I like anyway. about that album, and it started to get sort of after Pleasant, from Pleasant Shade of Grey through Disconnected, and and the later ones is. The production really took a step up, I think, the sound of the records. You know, you can hear that on Still Remains. It's like something, it just sounds really big and large, and I sort of like yeah. that about it. Yeah, that was it. So we made we made our top five. We did. We did See? it, uh, I had no idea. I was laying in bed last night going, I don't know what the fuck. Photography uh, no, it's very funny. I was joking. I joke about that a lot because I go, uh, you know, when we ever... Sometimes we'll bring on a guest and we'll talk completely something random, right? Which yeah. is one thing. And then if we bring on somebody to talk about their own band, that's always that's always a challenge. And a lot of times it's happened where the artist comes by and and uh, oh wait, you you meant I had to pick five songs? <laughs> and, <it's> just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then like we have it's just completely on the fly. So I totally get it. And I, I know it's, yeah. I know it's a hard ass, but it's, but you know what? Uh, you were really, uh, uh, great about it, man. I appreciate it. And it's so much fun ah, to get to hear the stories that. behind everything. So I, I love that. Yeah. So I got a million of them. Far. <laughs> I'll tell you everything you want to know. So I have some, I have some honorable mentions I need to throw out there yeah. just because just, just cause we have to round out the fates catalog handful okay. of doubt. Bring yeah. It. Rip your hearts out with your vocals, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, pale fire, firefly, falling, so beautiful and dark and. Oh, awesome. thank you. Nothing thank left you. to say. There was originally Seven. an acapella song. Just so you know. <laughs> Which one? Falling. falling? Yeah, yeah, I actually, can hear that. I can hear it that. It was going to be an acapella song, and I gave it to Jim. And he's like, "Hey, let me write something to it." That's okay. Awesome. <laughs> so it was cool. And then Seven Stars, which like I remember hearing that for the first time, going, "What's Seven Stars? What's that all about?" And then I found out <laughs> what, what it was about. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. About about your wife, cool. right? 
Yeah, about moving to Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Once I knew that I was That's leaving, right. I was like, uh, yeah, why not? Seven stars. It's the flag. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. Why. I don't right. know what the seven stars represent. I have no idea what they represent. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's different areas of the country. Uh, I, I really don't know. You wrote a song yeah. about it. You should. You wrote should a look song that up. about it. Like to hit. Here you go. Well, this was a blast, guys. Kyle, Ray, yeah, thank you cool, so man. much. Thank you. Let's give thank one more shout out so for the uh, for the solo album, "What the Water Wants," on October eighteenth. And yes. uh, new fates warning. I guess maybe twenty twenty. We look, look looking at twenty twenty. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yep, can can we clear. can we look forward to any uh, acoustic solo shows? Like maybe streaming on you know online. Not that I know of, but I know you just I, did that um, that solo I, thing last week. Yeah, it was just a goof. Just right. literally Oktoberfest. The guy we go to this um, little bar here in our neighborhood every now and then. He always has really interesting beers, and he's a music lover. And he's funny. Every time we go in there, he like he runs around, and I'll be like, "No, dude, no." There's seven stars playing in the background, or some fates warning bit. I'm like, "Dude, no, enough." You know, I'm doing the, I'm doing the, the the slice to the neck. Like, dude, no, stop. Right. So anyway, he was like, "Can you please just do a couple of songs, man? No big deal." Like, yeah, yeah, dude, whatever. So Tony and I did four songs. We did "Wish You Were Here." Oh, we nice. did "Hotel California," seven stars, and we did. Um, the song Wait, an acoustic mm-hmm. version from the solo album. So it's fun. Album, it was yeah. something fun. Yeah, whatever. But I am getting the itch. You know, I've well, think about that. I mean, like, months, and I'm really, I want to get, you know, do some, some touring, do some shows or something. So yeah. it, it may not be like full blown tour for you, but certainly you have enough people that would pay on like Patreon or one of the live uh, streaming sites and just do a, a pay yeah. per concert, you know? Something to think if about. If I did that, I would do it. Of course, it's me and Jim joey or something mm-hmm. i don't know who knows <clears throat> but cool i'll, I'll bring cool. it up to the fellas all right guys thank you so much we'll talk to you soon all right take care guys thank you so all much right, guys. Talk to you guys. see ya bye, bye. Peace.